Hello? Hello. Oh, that's odd. What's odd? Um, you are coming through my monitor speakers and not my headphone speakers. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that is bad. <laughs> it's okay. I think the app is going to get it all. Okay. You sound good. Do I sound good? Oh, you sound very good. Excellent. That's great news. So, so, so we make it an idea to record, and then can't get it together for two weeks, and the whole world gets turned upside down again. Two. Well, okay. Let's you know. Let's back up. We you know we we make a plan to record, it and then you know almost two years go by. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, okay, let's get our act together. And then two weeks go by, and then you're right. Everything goes topsy-turvy. We had a nice, I think we had a nice kind of innocuous topic. <laughs> you know, a nice little calm, you know, let's chat about this. We'll have some fun. And then yeah. uh, and then everything's got to go tits up. <laughs> that is so, the world of wrestling. But I, you know, in, in, in light of the, the news and rumors and lack of news and who knows what's going on. I think we just stick with it. I think it's fine. I think I think our topics are evergreen and no matter what happens, no matter who owns what, no matter which McMahon is on the bottom line. <laughs> I think I think what we like to talk about is kind of good whatever, you know? Yeah. I think it is. How are you? How are you? It's nice to nice to hear from you. I'm doing pretty good. I'm uh, the the job is regular and the the boy is in second grade right now. Excellent. It is. Uh, they still have grades in America. That's good. That's good news. Yeah, they still have grades. School's still a thing. They hey. have not abolished it. What? So. That's you know. <laughs> you look for optimism in places, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. So, so, so that's good. And we're still wrestling fans, I think. Yeah, at some level, i i did do my <laughs> I did do my uh po- my uh blog post about how I spend my time as a wrestling fan. And tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about that. I'm not sure if I read that one. Oh. So my basic idea is there's this idea in economics called revealed preference. Mm-hmm. So it is the idea that um, um, as a wrestling, uh, the revealed preference idea is that you don't ask people what they want. You actually see how their actions portray what they want. So. Mm-hmm. I say I'm a wrestling fan, but how am I actually spending my time or what do I get excited about? Like, what would I go out of the way to do? That's right. Oh, no, I did read this now. I do remember. It was about, like, what, what kind of tickets are you buying? Are you buying merch? Are you subscribed to things? Yes. You know, are you using your social media to promote the thing you like? So I figured out that I'm a real big fan of people talking about wrestling. Maybe to the point where I would rather do that than watch wrestling at times. <laughs> Boy, do I feel that sometimes. 
and watching wrestling on TV, which is the biggest, the easiest way to get wrestling. Sure. It is about halfway down the list. It's still, you know, I, and I'm glib about this in this moment in January 2023, but who knows what the future holds. It's still easier to watch wrestling on TV than it is in the metaverse, right? <laughs> in the, did you just say metaverse? <laughs> I, you never know what the future holds. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, you want to keep things evergreen. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what we're watching stuff on in five years? Yes. Right? Um, you, you know that more than anybody. Five years is a long time to change viewing habits. I know. Uh, what I was actually thinking about is we should start our own wrestling um, promotion. Okay. Only using um, AI, AI bots to create the wrestling. Oh, good. Like, like EWR, but with GPT-3. Yes. That's good. That would work. So, That'd be fine. <laughs> what is Stable Diffusion, the video one? So, I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's. I found a YouTube channel where the guy makes movie like clips of like what if, um, what if the guy from 2001 made Tron, mm. or what if the uh, Japanese samurai guy made Star Wars? Right, right, so, right. And there's no reason you can't do that with wrestlers. Yeah. So we yeah. could start our own promotion. Sure. Where. We're just created wrestlers and and have them do matches using AI bots doing all the work for us. And you know so, what? Let's use let's use WWE intellectual property because they're a little maybe distracted right now. We might just get away. <laughs> At least for a little while. <laughs> we, might, we might not be able to travel to some, certain countries if we do that. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you were saying you don't really watch a whole lot of wrestling anymore. I watch sometimes when there's something I hear about that I need to watch. It still gets recorded on the DVR all the time. Like what? Tell me. Okay, tell me what's getting recorded on the DVR. Oh, I am recording the AEW products, okay. the WWE products. Okay. Impact. Impact. And I, I watch a surprising amount of Impact. Yep. Like, I actually watch Impact sometimes before anything else. And um, the New Japan on Access. New Japan on Access, which is, I think, I think if you if you compare, like, a one-hour wrestling show, I think that's that's maybe the best one. Um, yes. But okay, Impact, I mean, I used to... <laughs> all the Impact I used to watch is exactly because of the time slot it used to have, which was a Thursday from 8 to 10 which just so happened to be the night I was home every week uh, yeah. at the time, like between like 05 and oh, like 2011. I think I watched every single episode of Impact because I just happened to be home every Thursday. Like that was just my like at home night. Um, so yeah, yeah. Sometimes Impact gets in there. <laughs> Hard to kill. <laughs> It is very hard to kill. <laughs> I love, I love that they have a pay per view called "Hard to Kill," which is absolutely the three word review of Impact Wrestling as a whole thing, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I'm similar, except the only thing I record is AEW Dynamite. Yeah, 
Um, is it, and, sorry, go ahead. I know, so you share your DVR with other people who care about the DVR, don't you? Yes. Like you, okay. Yes. That is I, the one thing. The other people <laughs> in my family only care about streaming. They don't know um, about the DVR. <laughs> they don't care about it. <laughs> and I will say, I also have, I also have dynamite on a. After three weeks, just get rid of them. Yeah. Rule. Which I love that rule in DVRs. Be like, look, if I haven't seen this in a month, I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's fine. Go. <laughs> I'll be able to get it off a truck somewhere later if I really want to. Yeah. But uh, I keep at most five Impact Wrestlings. Five Impact Wrestlings. Yeah, yeah. So you would, if you watched Impact Wrestling uh, last year, you would have seen like a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling B story. I would say. Yeah. Like you, you know all about what Jay White's been up to all year, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And like Chris Bay and guys like that. I have to say, I still watch wrestling the way I always did, which is fast forwarding half the show. Sure. So there's (laughs) a a lot of a healthy hand on the fast forward button is. is If I feel annoyed, I fast forward. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which is which is a funny kind of heat, isn't it? It's like fast it's like ex- fast forward heat. <laughs> <laughs> like that that Xbox boy, does he have fast forward heat? Yeah. So uh, for years, I would watch pro wrestling at work. Mm-hmm. So I have this whole thing about watching pro wrestling without the sound on. Oh sure, with subtitles uh, maybe. Yeah, I really believe that if you. If I can't watch your pro wrestling show with no sound, you're not putting a good show together. Mm. So this is also my disdain for the audience coming through. <laughs> right. You're just like tune those guys out. Because I don't I actually think most pro wrestling audiences are heels. Yeah. So yeah, we've established that for sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. But that is it's part of my disdain for pro wrestling audiences. Even mm-hmm. though I like to go there, I like live, I love audiences. But I- you know what? I'll 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 double your bet here. I think, and this goes towards watching it in silent. I think not only is the audience a heel, I think the commentators are mostly heels too. Oh yes, right. I think every commentator, even the play-by-play ones who want to keep it nice and straight, yeah, they're either neutral or they're a heel. There's never like a well, good guy commentator. Well, the WWE has spent the last twenty-five years telling us this company is a heel. Yeah, this company is vile and evil. Just listen to us. Pay attention to what we're telling you. <laughs> we'll take your money, but we are evil. Oh. <laughs> so you, what you're saying is the news this week maybe isn't news. It's just, um, <laughs> we should have seen this coming. It was right. like a, it's like when you read a, a what you call it, um, a murder mystery. And the whole time, they were making it very obvious who killed the person. Now, again, we still don't know for sure. Eric Bischoff can still walk in at any moment <laughs> and be like, I am fixing history. Well, that could happen. I, 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 so, <laughs> how can I, I put this? If the rumored buyer is true, mm-hmm. I think on a five point scale, from five being the best buyer in the world and one being the worst buyer, I think they're closer to a four. Than Eric Bischoff? 
yeah, well, Eric Bischoff, <laughs> definitely then most than most of the media companies people keep uh-huh. on saying like yeah, Fox would be a one. Fox would they be would the be destruction. Re- oh, really? You think so? Fox would Fox would tank it. Oh, any any company that does not have currently have a division, any media company that doesn't know how to sell live tickets, mm. is, is Ted Turner two dot I remember you, you know, your strongest argument for who should own WWE is the Cirque du Soleil people. Yes. Like that Absolutely. would be, that, that would be the sort of like most angel of angel investors. There would be a five in my book. And not only because they have the most uh, angel wing costumes in the world. Yes. Not just because of that. <laughs> Although that helps. Well, it does. They yeah. know how to, they know how to move giant sets around really well. I think they understand uh, gimmicks. Sure. I think that that, that is for sure. <laughs> yeah. And they know how to sell live tickets. They know merchandise. It would have been nice. Honestly, it would have been nice if a circus had bought wrestling because then it really would have just made the whole history of it full circle, right? Yes, it would have. That would have been. It would have been lovely. I think it's. Yeah. Sadly, I don't think they're even in the conversation. No, I don't. So the other people who are at the top of my list were the people who own the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, they also own Dollywood. This, this all makes sense. So they that understand all, that a little would bit all, of live performance. That would just make way too much sense for a company yeah. like that to run a wrestling company. Yes. Right? But, like if, like if, if RuPaul company wanted to buy a wrestling company that would make some sense i think that would be a good uh that would be a good one yeah i think so so but i we have not come here to talk about the future no we've come here to talk about the past we're a wrestling podcast wrestling podcasts don't talk about the future they talk about stuff that happened a while ago usually yep so i right uh, you would say you, yeah. you like to listen to a wrestling podcast. How many wrestling podcasts do you listen to? Still talk about the Attitude Era to this day. Oh, a bunch of them do. But I don't... <laughs> right? I had a, my wrestling podcast... Well, the Attitude Era always comes up. Yeah. People can't <laughs> stop talking about The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> right. And Or Mongo of, McMichael. <laughs> I liked Mongo with Michael. I thought he was a good idea as an announcer. I like. I think the worst thing he did was get in the ring. I thought him as an announcer was like perfect. But, I never understood. Yeah, I never understood why they let him wrestle. But, uh, <laughs> but as someone on TV, of course, legitimate sports star, sure. who actually was entertaining as this kind of like for sure provocateur. He had he had clown DNA, man. Put him on television. Yeah. So, and so yeah, we, we wanted to talk about some past stuff because I think we, we meant to do this episode yeah. at some point. And, yeah. you know, we, we've talked around it for a long time. Yeah. But so, the, can, go ahead. Can I ask you a professional question? Sure. How often have you done postmortems for your job? Uh, like, uh, like the job's done. I'm no longer doing the job, but you sit down with your. I, former boss and go over what went well what went poorly no not like at the end of the job job but in a project like the oh, project, project. Like, like you're still going to work for this person after the post oh, okay um but, you know what to be honest in my racket very rarely if something's done we don't talk about it anymore okay 
Yeah. So, no, I just because there's a lot of ways to do it. My favorite way is to look at the uh, the uh, three the three stages. Mm -hmm. And the three stages is done is planning, and you look at planning, you look at execution, and you look at results. Sure. Oh God, that'd be nice. Because <laughs> looking at results alone is bad. Because if you just look at results, you might not figure out how you got there. I'm not even sure we do that. Yeah. Like, I think we, you know, that Foo Fighters, uh, Foo Fighters song where the chorus is like one done onto the next one. No, but oh, okay. that's, that makes sense. It's though. like, yeah, they sing that over and over like 1500 times and it gets stuck in your head. And it's just, that's my industry. Regardless of clients, that is my industry. <laughs> no huh. lessons learned from the path. Everything is a rush. We don't talk about it later. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I have to admit, in certain levels, post-mortem, we say we do these things to not make the same mistakes again. Mm -hmm. But it is often about, in software development or hardware development, about figuring out who you can like uh, get ahead of. Right. Who's your, who's your competitor? Yeah, no, not like who's your competitor. I'm talking about in the office. Oh, like who, right, okay. <laughs> who can I attach, attach blame to so I can get ahead of them? Silicon Valley is so cutthroat. Oh, very cutthroat. Oh, my God. So we are here to do the postmortem on the original WWE network. Okay. And kind of. So I want to say, out. I want to say, as a. Canadian, yes. the WWE Network is a different thing for me than it is for you, and always has been. So, do you still have it in Canada, or have the Peacock on international? Peacock, to frankly, to my dismay, has seemingly no interest in operating in Canada. Um, I feel like they just they would have by now if they had any interest in it, right? They're not new. Peacock's been around for three years now, I think, at least. I don't know. I... Time is squiggly now, man, but I think it's not a new product. Um, and usually, Canada usually is behind on these things a little bit, but we're not that behind. <laughs> um, but it seems to me like the Peacock Network is very happy to syndicate its original programming to a couple of different channels in Canada. So depending on the show... We'll get it on the W Network, which is the channel that mostly airs Hallmark Christmas films <laughs> here, um, but also sometimes some Peacock originals. Or it'll show up like on some other channels or whatever, but it's usually like a Canadian channel that gets American content. But it's named totally differently and usually has a different branding. So where, where is the WWE Network coming in in Canada? Is it so still... At, yeah, so ever since the WWE Network launched in, when was it, 2014? Yeah. Uh, ever since it launched in Canada, it has been a channel on cable. So if you wanted the WWE Network, you had to go to your cable provider, whether that be Rogers, Shaw, Bell, or whoever you have, one of our Canadian cable companies, and tell them, give me this channel for, I think it was 12 bucks a month for most of its lifetime. And what you would get from that 
was a live channel that had programming for the WWE yes. Network. Um, and I think you could see that on the old yeah. WWE Network in the States. There was like a live button and you could see what they were airing at any time. Yeah. Right? So you got that. But you also got a login. So you could go to the WWEnetwork.com, watch everything there. Just like you could in the States. That is... Um, that is amazing because it is the type of contradiction that proves my idea <laughs> about something about the WWE network. So I have to you have to say why was the WWE network created? Um do you want the real answer or do you want the nice marketing answer? <laughs> All right, give me your real answer first and then we'll talk about the marketing answer. Well, so I think the real answer was 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 Vince wanted to make more money, and he wanted to make more money in one in in two ways. He wanted to pay his talent less, and he wanted to pay the pay per view companies less. So, I want to go like so. You can never come up with that as a business reason. No, that's <laughs> sitting in his chair, but you could not put that in a presentation. No. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have written that down. No. I'm but it's the, it's the exact same wide. reason. It's the exact same reason, though, that um, there was a writer strike in 2008, which was that a lot of talent weren't getting paid for streaming rights. Yes. And so at the time, the wrestlers had something in their contract about pay per view residuals. All of a sudden, they weren't getting residuals, which meant Vince had to Vince got to pay them less. I would like to say that that's a second order reason. I would Maybe. like to say that that is why he thought it was okay to do, why yeah. they set the price, why they made some of the plans. I really think so. In 2014, I was working for a company that was making streaming hardware, streaming mm -hmm. video hardware. And one of the big talking points at that time was the cable apocalypse. Yeah, everybody was cutting the cord. Everybody was. Cable will be no longer. We'll, yeah, will be not be around. There will be nobody watching cable. In cable, no kids don't want want cable. They don't know anything about it. It's all streaming. Yeah. It'll be all streaming all the time. That's right. And he, this is in the streaming wars. This is the 2014. I would say is the second act of the streaming wars, and we're in the fourth act right now. Yeah. That's fair so, to say, because things have changed a little bit. Yes. So for people to set the table, what the difference between the second act and the third act, the second act, you see a lot of individual brands come out with streaming channels. Mm -hmm. The first act is Netflix and Hulu. And which we still never we never got in Canada, by the way, Hulu. Well, that's because it's all licensed content too. Yeah, we pretty much everything on Hulu is on Disney Plus up here. Yeah, well, that's their international idea is to yeah. go with Disney Plus, or there's another in some countries they call it Star. Yeah, we get Star. Star is part of Disney Plus here. Yeah, it's all the same. Okay. It's all one thing here. Yeah, that's what happens in a lot of other countries, and that's because yeah. they didn't have it. But that was also this the in that first act was the catch up service, right? Or that where people had video services that were designed to catch them up for what they missed the night before on cable. Pretty much your DVR, but in the cloud. Yes. 
Yeah. And don't worry, we, we've got everything recorded. You don't have to do any work. Yeah. Yeah. And so the second act were things like the streaming of individual players like Major League Baseball. Yeah. A lot of that. And that was, we're going to repurpose content that is not available to you and we don't have a way to sell it to you. We're going to sell that. We're going to repurpose that contact content, but we're not, no one's going to bundle it together. The second act was a lot of individual players. And, and I think the WWE network fits into that, right? Cause the, yes. I, I've always thought the MLB network and the WWE network are basically the same idea, which is yeah. like, we're going to get the people who show up every month to give us money every month. Yes. And we're going to give them tons of stuff for that. They're going to make it like, if you, if you like baseball, the MLB network was the easiest amount of money you ever spent every month. Yeah. yeah. So, and we have to remember the WWE is not the first mover in this space. No. That there's two things that were happening in this space before WWE that I can think of. Mm. The first was the chaotic iPay-per-view uh, landscape. With the indies. Yes. Where you'd get a you'd get a PWG show for eight bucks. Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of Chikara, I remember being on these services on the sure. pay per view services, and that was the only way you could get it. And I you suppose, had other. I suppose TNA doesn't totally get credit for that, although I think they well, were the first to do it. They just had a, in a in a way that was insane. <laughs> they had a streaming service. They had a streaming they, service, but like TNA began as a pay per view only company. But yeah. the show was every week, and the pay per view was inexpensive. Yes, but that right? was also that was also a mistake. And if you <laughs> listen to if you listen to the great "You Got to Be Kidding Me" podcast, mm. that's that's an example of a podcast I listen to every time right. it's on. I'm a, I'm a a backer of their Patreon. Right. If you if you listen to them, you will find out that they what the they did not figure out was how to change their story beats for their new distribution system. Yeah. So <laughs> they created a new distribution system for pro wrestling, but then did not really think about, so how do we book this differently yeah. if we're making people do a, a pay-per-view every month? But, <laughs> anyways. Every week. anyways, that's so my anyway, tangent. No, no but, but TNA, actually, that was the other one I was going to talk about, is TNA yeah. had a streaming service. They did. They they beat WWE to this by several years, I think. They had one yeah. in like 09, 010, something like that? Yeah, o I remember. 010? Jesus. <laughs> they had one before the WWE, but what I remember about it was how hard it was to use. Like, I think they used Flash. Well, so, so did the WWE before they actually launched the network proper. They used to have this thing called uh, called Classics on Demand. Yeah, and you you'd pay them. I think it was five bucks a month or something. You'd pay them that, and then you'd get the sort of old library wrestling matches, absolutely in flash. Um, and but nothing new. Like a new pay per view would not show up on there. Yeah, but but that... it wasn't until wasn't until twenty fourteen when they said like, okay, it's ten bucks a month, and you get every pay per view. And every pay-per-view was was costing thirty or forty dollars a month, like per month. Yeah. Right. So why would I mean? And here's a great question that you know, I'm sure Chris Harrington 
could have a better answer for me. <laughs> I've never been the financial guy in wrestling podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Why would a company who sells a product for 40 or $50 a month sell another product that gives you that thing for 10 bucks a month? Um, the They actually don't understand the price elasticity of their product is the correct answer. <laughs> And not not only would they sell it for forty bucks a month, they would then make a DVD that cost thirty bucks that had that show on it two months later, that they would then make at least some money on at some point, right? Yeah, the DVD market was dying though. Mm. That was pretty. That was a uh, pretty clear mm. that DVD market was dying, and I remember trying to find DVDs like the. Target doesn't have DVDs anymore. Oh, sure things. they do. Oh, they, oh. do they not? Because the because Walmart in Canada still has DVDs of brand new WWE pay-per-views. Oh, they don't have that. They don't have that. I will tell you this: all the DVDs at Target around here, they're all impulse buy. There's no longer a place where they're all at. They're things that are the equivalent to the magazines. They're next right. to the magazines it, on end caps at the registers. It, yeah, at a gas station, you can get, you know, uh, Rush Hour 3 for $2. Yes, th- that's yeah. about what they're selling. They might be selling the latest Marvel movie, yeah. or they might be selling the latest, uh, they might have a Hallmark, mo- Hallmark movie kit. Yeah. But it is not, you can't find what you want. You can find, <laughs> you can find an impulse buy, but you sure. can't go, I really want this. And they're going to have it. So... I think that that is a clear, a clear idea of one of the thing, one of the trends sure. that was happening was you were starting to see. Um, no one was buying the discs. Yeah, certain things going away. So the idea, the cable apocalypse was a real idea, and one of the things we wanted to get ahead of is if the cable apocalypse goes, the pay-per-views gonna go too yeah because pay-per-views are on cable yes and so one of the ideas so if i am so it's really funny that michelle wilson and george barrios come back to the company because come back to wwe because this was their baby their idea Mm. was how to sell the wwe network and it was as i understand their idea to put all the pay-per-views on it and yeah their idea was if we can get everyone who watches the TV show to get the network, we'll more than make up for. Ah, uh, the old. So the answer to my question is we'll make it up in volume. Yes. Now, most people who watch Raw on Monday night, most of them aren't giving us money every month, actually. Correct. Right. And at that time, it, Raw was getting about 3 million people. Yeah. At that time. So if we could get half of those people, if we could get a million and a half of the people to sign up for the network, we could make up for the old pay-per-views. Which I, and I remember this, and I thought it was crazy. I thought, no way are a million and a half people going to pay for the WWE network. And I think I was right. I think you were right. I think it but was. But I wasn't that far off. I think they got to a million at some point. Yes, but it took them so long to get to a million. That all of a sudden, million and a, like a million didn't matter. Once, yeah. By the time they got there. Um, so two, I think there was two things that WWE 
thought about that was the first thing they thought would happen. Mm-hmm. And the other idea I think they thought was the value of their customer data would be really important. Sure. Sure. And this is the whole Facebook has made a lot of money off customer data. Yeah. Google has made a lot of money off customer data. And I've heard lots of people lots of people are really protective of their customer data. Like Netflix. Sure. There's a lot of questions like why doesn't Netflix do this thing I want them to do? Yeah. And it's because they're gonna have to share their data to do it. That's right. A lot so of we, the time, we have no idea how many people watch Wednesday, for instance. Yes. Yeah. Because they look at their data with great protection. There's a lot yeah. of times where like people want, oh, I want to be able to search online just I want I want to search for a show and it just tell me what streaming service it's on. Mm-hmm. And one of the problems is that Netflix doesn't like to share their data with other services. So they're yeah. not going to make it easy. They want you to come to Netflix to find out if something's on Netflix. True. So the WWE thought their customer data would be really important. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Probably not. I don't think they is ever it, made Is it because money. and I'm just going to I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to dunk on myself here, but is it that a wrestling fan just isn't that valuable a customer? I think if they had that many golf fans, they could have done something with the data. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe if they had that many tennis fans. Uh-huh. But tennis is also one of these things where you have to buy it. Like the average tennis fan of who watches tennis actually plays tennis. Yeah. So it actually makes money to sell tennis gear to people who watch tennis online. I know. Every time I've gone to see Tennis Live, there's a store selling me tennis gear there. Yeah. Right? You can't go to a WWE Rock show and get knee pads. No. No, you're not. No one's selling kick pads or... (laughs) So, I will say that... So, there were some good... I think the idea that you need a plan if cable goes away, and you should do that before cable goes away, is a good assumption as a business. Yeah. So, they had one good assumption. I think they had two bad assumptions. Which were so the that their the data they would collect would be valuable because mm, because uh, <laughs> wrestling fans just like maybe our buying habits are uh, are just not that useful, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, I know I don't, I think it's more than wrestling fan. I think there's lots of other people who are in that same category. There are sure. lots of other streaming services thought. We just that learned that like oh okay we learned everything about this person and they're boring. Yes. We didn't get anything yeah. out of this. Um, I, I just have to say, I just want to go to this. This isn't the worst mistake a streaming service made when it came to how popular wrestling was going to be. Would, we have would, to remind... would, would that be Ring of Honor television? No, no, that's not the worst one either. Do I have to remind everyone about Flow Sports? Uh, I've never even heard of it. Flow Sports was the one that gave... Um, Oh, what was the name? Uh, what was Gabe's last uh, wrestling company? I don't remember. Um, they were the streaming service that gave a whole bunch of indies a whole bunch of money. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Oh. But it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't like 
WITV or anything like that, was it? Like the one that's around now still? Um, let's say WITV gave Gabe Sapolsky like $3 million. Okay. And with no actual way of making it. Oh, WWN Live, that's it. That's oh, okay. The, they gave WWN Line a whole bunch of other... That was back in 2017. Mm. And a whole bunch of other companies' money to be their streaming service. Right. And there was basically no way they could make that money back. And it almost sent the company under. Maybe if they'd sold kick pads at the show. Maybe. Maybe if they did, <laughs> maybe maybe if they did couch commerce, which is another that that comes later. Sure. <laughs> That's an But like so, I you know, both of us subscribed to the network for a long time, right? We were marked yes, for it for a long time. The beginning to the end. So I was uninterrupted. Like so what happened to you so this is something I'll mention again is like the Canadian one is different than the American one. When you guys when you guys had the network sort of die in a way and get folded yeah. into Peacock. Yeah. That didn't happen up here. So if you want the W network in Canada, you still pay the cable company twelve bucks a month and you still get the exact same Yeah. Uh, like nothing changed. They continued to operate their own website up here. So, um, as so it's, I still, it's still alive in Canada, I guess. <laughs> as I understand, if as a U.S. user, if I wanted to put the VPN on and say I was from the Isle of Man uh-huh. and watch the WWE Network, I could. Yeah, I think so. Watch it through the old interface. I think you could. They're, they're not doing anything like uh, account blocking or account. I don't think so. Via... I mean, you would need to log in with. Well, I don't know. Maybe no. if you had a login in the states, it might work. I don't know. The last time I heard, they still they weren't blocking it, but it, I don't do that, sure. so I don't know if that's still a possibility. Because really, it's an interface issue. Would you say, and I'm not even sure about this, is everything that was on the network on Peacock? No. There are things missing. Ah, that stinks. <laughs> I don't... I, for, so for one thing, um, I know that there's some um, classic wrestling things. So um, what... What was the WrestleMania where Roddy Piper fought Brown News, Bad News Brown, or five? No, did he fight Bad News? When did he fight Bad News Brown? I do six? not know. Was it six? The one where he did blackface? Yes, I think it was I believe, six. I believe they edited that off the network. Yeah, off Peacock, and there are a couple yeah. other things that they've removed from Peacock. Right. <laughs> Right, because so, they got rid they got rid of all the blackface episodes of Thirty Rock too. Oh, uh, they did? Yeah. Which are a couple. <laughs> so there's things like that they got rid of. Right. I don't know what else hadn't made it transformed. I haven't gone back. Right. And, um So when they moved to Peacock, what you're saying is you kinda didn't follow them. Oh, I got Peacock. I just haven't gone back and watched much catalog stuff. Sure. I have watched WrestleMania and Royal Rumble. Right. Never the, big, the big top new shows. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's what I watch usually. If there's an event on, I want to see. Or I saw uh, Brock Lesnar drive a, a tractor to the ring. Yeah. For that later to be his demise. Sure. So sure. those kind of things. And I will say, just you know, while we're talking about VPNs, it's not that hard to get on Peacock in Canada. I've been able to do yeah. it. <laughs> I haven't been able to pay the money, though. So there's a ton of free WWE stuff on Peacock, but yeah. I haven't been able to, like, like my credit card doesn't work there. I'm sure yeah. there's clever ways of doing that, but uh, yeah. I'm not sure I'm in the business of giving WWE, the corporation, much more of my money. Yeah. Well, I'm not... My Comcast is my cable provider. Yeah. So I get the version of Peacock that comes with the cable provider. Yeah. So I'm not giving them any extra money. Yeah, I think that's fine. And and like, you know, like like our friends say, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. <laughs> so I don't want to make anybody feel bad. No no yucking yums here. But no, but the I have to say about so those are the things. So there was some I think a good business idea that you need a backup plan if your yeah. distribution you can't just have cable be your other distribution. One of the thing, business ideas they could not have foreseen is the current bubble in sports rights. I don't think there's any way when they started the WWE Network, they thought they sports rights are what... So what's basically happened is the amount of money the marketers are spending on television ads have stayed the same. Mm. The difference is there are a few places that are really expensive to advertise. Mm. And those places are live sports. Right. So And somehow wrestling is still considered a live sport. Yes. So it's like a discount live sport. We're talking <laughs> we're yeah. not talking we're not talking Mercedes Benz. We're talking Taco Bell. Yeah. Snickers. I was about right? to say Dollar, Dollar General. Yeah, that is, but Snickers, uh, Snickers, Snickers is a big, big guy yeah. in in the wrestling world, right? Yes. So yeah, the you're getting pizza ads. Yeah. So those people have to go somewhere. The Snickers might not want to spend Famous, all their money. Domino's Domino's Pizza still might regret putting that pizza ad right <laughs> at the moment in <laughs> AW Dynamite <laughs> during that one segment. Yeah. They don't place exactly where the ad goes. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. I still okay. Here, I still don't believe that nobody at either company knew that was going to happen. Yeah, I think somebody knew. I'm going to take a pizza cutter in the ring and use it as a weapon, just as yeah. a Domino's ad is on. <laughs> Maybe it was the two wrestlers in the ring. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so nothing right. like live television, you know. Yeah. So they they couldn't have seen that they would actually be able to get as much money as they can right now. Right. So they thought go having this backup plan was a good idea, which I agree. You don't want to wait until you need. Yeah, and you know what? One thing they didn't put on the network, like they yeah. put their pay per views on the network. Right, yeah. they can't completely cannibalize their pay-per-view business for the sake of the yeah. network. 
But one thing they never did was live television. Yeah. Like for Raw and SmackDown. That was never part of the network. You would get those episodes a few weeks later after they were called. Right. I would say that they had extreme restraint on trying to not launch more live products. Yeah. And it is possible that the the network would have done better if they had included more uh, live programming. Not yeah, just- I mean, there was NXT, and certainly, yeah. you know, you talk about the golden era of the network. It is the golden era of NXT. Yes. Right? 14 to 18, that's the time to yeah. be an NXT fan, right? Oh, Definitely. There's definitely a lot going on, and that that's the era that which the common re- reply was. I did not the I just remember reviewers always say I was not excited for this takeover, but it was awesome. Yeah. So not only so I mean that to me as a regular wrestling fan, and I think for the moment I am. Yeah. For me, between 2014 and like 2018, 2019, the WWE Network was an extremely easy 10 bucks a month to pay because I always got that money in terms of what I thought was worth it. Right. Because of NXT, right. Even like I wouldn't watch most of the pay-per-views and that was technically the thing that cost the most money. Yeah. But like NXT, I was there every week, you know? Um, it's funny. I am very much not that with new Japan pro wrestling. So I'm a current New Japan Pro Wrestling customer, and they have basically the same business model. Once a month, they do a big show, and twice a year, they do tournaments, right, where the they do, you know, 10 shows in that month, and those all go on live, right? And you can watch them right after they've aired, yada, yada. Um, but they also have a weekly sort of like New Japan world-only show, and I don't watch it at all. <laughs> Did they put that out was, the strong stuff on the network? Or? That's what I'm. Ta- that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about New Japan Strong. Okay. Which is their, which is kind of their NXT. Yeah, I would say that. You know, I think that's fair. So, are you going to come down to San Jose to see uh, uh, your girl Sasha Monet? <laughs> I mean, I'd love to, but those tickets are already gone. <laughs> I have an extra ticket. Oh my I'm god! Tickets. Oh my god! Wow. Well, I'll have to think about that. <laughs> I'm excited about it myself, but like that's you know that's a whole other topic. Talking about New Japan Pro Wrestling's women's division, which is a ten minute old idea. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited for that kind of stuff. Um, you know, so- I. I would not have had Sasha Banks as this year's Chris Jericho on my bingo card. <laughs> well, you know, I do but, that to say, like, there's this line where the NXT talent gets to go on the uh, the Rocking Rager thing, and there's no one. Then AEW goes belly up at the beginning. Sure, of course there, that could have there's happened. A uni- there's a universe where that <laughs> happened. It wasn't that off from reality. <laughs> you know, there, that could have very much been the situation. There is an idea that, like, if they just let NXT go on Chris Jericho's cruise, 
None of this happens. These... Yes. It's absolutely. <laughs> so that being the case. So to get back to what we're saying, I think sure. that they made some mistakes. I re really thought if they would have just kept the big four as pay-per-views. Like pay make, make those cost money on top of the monthly stipend. Yes. And yeah. make those costs and do, do it through the network. I of think course, actually, in our purchase. Yes. And that would have cost them doing that way. They would have lost less money. Even that is uh, that is exactly what New Japan Pro Wrestling does with its American pay-per-view. Yes. So when they do when they do a big show in Philly and it's a four-hour show, you can watch it on New Japan World, but it's an extra thirty bucks. If they just would have done that, I think the revenue from the network would have gone way up. And oh, for sure. It, if I and I would have bought every single one of those from the network. Yeah. And and I don't buy pay-per-views. But I would have bought them from the network. Yeah. I almost always prefer watching wrestling on the network than any other way. Oh, that's interesting. Why is that? Uh, because it kept my place. Ah, so you could pause <laughs> it and walk by. Yes. I, it knew where I was. It remembered where I was. <laughs> you know, cable doesn't really do that too well. P, you know, PVRs are wonderful, but like, they're not as good as like a digital thing every yeah. now and then I lose a dynamite because my PVR just didn't do a good job that week yeah. that's because you, know? you had this janky Canadian DVR <laughs> probably <laughs> no arguments there as someone who worked for the premier DVR company that proved that you could not make money making DVRs hmm that that is what I think. Yeah, I believe that. <laughs> um so, so I wanted to ask you one one question though about like your network usage. Okay. Do you think that if the network had been healthier, like say the network was a massive success and a hundred percent of WWE wrestling fans became network subscribers? Do you think they'd be selling the company? Um, like, do you think it makes a blip at all? I think that, yes, they'd be selling the company. Yeah, me too. I think that that is, even if it was a wild success, even if they figured out the, uh, the way. I think, so there's a level of it about the execution that is really really interesting about mm. how the WWE executed the network that mm -hmm. had to do with I think that because of the lack of success we did not we did not get things that we should have got on the network mm. but I think the sale right now still would happen yeah even if they do you think that's because Vince McMahon and I guarantee you this is true never once used it himself um, there's part of me that wants to say no that I do think he never did it himself but I also not confident that he knows what customers want yeah I agree in terms and, of like a library of wrestling because Vince McMahon's philosophy and this is you know 
whether this is good or bad or not, his philosophy was well known. He didn't care about the last show. He only cared about the next show. So here's one of the things that so let's you're you're going into the the uh you're going into the uh the next thing I want to talk about. Okay. Which was content presenting content. Yeah. And there's lots of people like you and me who thought about the the catalog on the network. Mm-hmm is what made the network important. Yeah. It's all of the old product. Yeah. And you're familiar with the idea of, of the long tail, correct? Of course. Um, I actually think that we've pretty much debunked the long tail as the, the, the graph on the long tail is wrong about the economic viability of it. Maybe, although you know, my my Crunchyroll uh, subscription and my, uh, my my viewing habits on Crunchyroll might <laughs> deter that. But I'm but, an outlier. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> we have proved one thing. You've proved one thing over the history of this podcast. Yeah, is that market trends and KSP are two <laughs> separate circles in this venn diagram like there i'm is, i'm i'm currently binging an anime from 1996 so i you know <laughs> i don't say, know if i'm your regular customer <laughs> if i tried to launch products with you as my target market yeah i would fail quickly and i'm the you chose por- i'm the you chose poorly <laughs> guy for a reason yes <laughs> so i believe you're in the long tail but like yeah. this is the thing like so me I and think- four other people <laughs> yeah, um, I I really think Chris Anderson's point about the long tail as an economic viability yeah. that you could like make a living out there as a distributor. I think as an artist, as an individual artist, you can make a living on the long tail. Mm. But as a content distributor, I think there's no way that that could, that works. Yeah, and, I I agree with you. I think. Uh... That's, you know, and that's the HBO thing right now where they're dropping old shows because they don't want to pay the residuals, right? It is residuals, but it's also the ability to license that content. Yeah. And it is also the ability to, like, it's not, you're not selling one extra subscription because of that. So this is, this is what you're saying is really, this is all great news for the Roku channel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because they're going to license that at a discount. Yeah, they're getting we, Westworld. I think yeah, Westworld would come to <laughs> what you call it, ad-supported VOD. Yes. Yeah. Avod. But Avod. Uh, what I'm saying is, there probably were people who subscribed to WWE Network to watch the catalog stuff. Yeah. But not enough to make a difference. Yeah. It's kind of like I I once asked a question of how many smart wrestling fans are out there. Six. And, what? Six. I think if you look at if you look at like wrestling um if you look at like wrestling Patreon, mm. it's something like twenty five thousand people. Right. This is the AEW Dynamite live audience. Yeah. In every town. It is not a ton. Like twenty five thousand people who are willing to put out there, so you can you could have lots of podcasters, and you could have lots of people on Twitter. Yeah, and you could have 
what seems like a huge amount of people interacting. You could make a good, you could make a living as a podcaster. Maybe. Just picking up that $10 a month, $5 a month. Yeah. You could probably make your rent that way. Well, maybe not you, maybe not me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'm saying, um, those guys who from between the sheets might be making their rent. Well, you know what? If I get out of the house and I go for a walk, like we might just make that happen. Okay. <laughs> so with that, I think, uh, you know, so, let's, let's, let, let's, let's, let's meet up again soon. Okay. I want to bring up one other thing though. One, okay. one, one last thing, but we'll keep it quick. Okay. I was always disappointed at the lack of, that they never really brought in someone to develop television shows that they Mm. never really developed. They never really thought like, how do we develop this network to have TV shows? You wanted, you wanted more of that. uh, What was the house show they did on the first season? um, Gene Okerlund. I thought table for three was a good idea. The, the ultimate show I wanted was a show like the rival show, yeah, much better developed, where right. they would actually show. Okay, there's a. I have a DVD of from uh, our video of Tommy Dreamer and Raven, which is every interaction from Tommy Dreamer and Raven. Yeah, a smart would, playlist would have been good, and to be able to do that, there's so yeah. many things. Share playlist. Yeah, I think that they left. But I also think that because of the underperformance of the network, they were they not going to invest money in it. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I would have ki- killed for playlists like that. Yeah. So if I could just have been able to see all of the time, like watch a single episode that showed me Ric Flair, Ricky Steamboat. Sure. And just put it together. And maybe that's where you have bumpers where the two guys talk about it. Exactly. But yeah. because of not understanding what their audience was going to be, they were like, okay, if we don't get 3 million people to sign up for this, yeah. we're not going to put money, any extra money into making it. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think that that was the problem. Every time, every time you would have expected them to put extra money in, it was always felt like, no, we're going to do the easy thing. We're going to yeah. do. And it's like, well, we'll do Camp WWE. <laughs> exactly which i never watched which seems like is this really what wrestling fans want yeah exactly they didn't know so, i agree but uh, i think so we're at we're at an hour oh my god how do okay. we do an hour rich we're good at this okay we can we're go broadway anytime we we really can <laughs> we really okay. can i could do another hour just on table for three Okay, so we're yeah. gonna have to do this again and give our grades because we we need to grade this out. All right, cool. What grades we get. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I will hold back my grade then. Okay. Well, this is the cliffhanger, so people yeah. have to listen for the next episode. Hopefully, it's not another two years. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> All right, man. All this right. has been a pleasure. It's been good times. Yeah. And uh, a hi to everyone out there and all the ships at sea, listening to the podcast.
Yeah, follow us on uh, what Mastodon. <laughs> I'm on Twitter, but I don't use Twitter. We're it's a we're in a flux period. I think. <laughs> follow me on if you want to follow me. Go to Flickr and find my Flickr account. Flickr, that's, that's the one. That's the one. Perfect. That's where it's All right. Still alive. All right. All right. Have a good one, buddy. You too. Bye bye.